Hello, and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we will be looking at the 1967 film, The Jungle Book. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film, or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and the songs from the film. We will also be giving a score to the film and ranking the songs. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and enjoy this episode. The Jungle Book is a 1967 American animated musical comedy film produced by Walt Disney Productions, based on Rudyard Kipling's 1894 book of the same name. It is the 19th Disney animated feature film. Directed by Wolfgang Wolfgang Reithman, it was the last film to be produced by Walt Disney, who died during its production. The plot follows Mowgli, a feral child raised in the Indian jungle by wolves, as his friends Bagheera the panther and Baloo the bear try to convince him to leave the jungle before the evil tiger Shere Khan arrives. The early versions of both the screenplay and the soundtrack followed Kipling's work more closely, with a dramatic, dark, and sinister tone, which Disney did not want in his family film, leading to writer Bill Pete and songwriter Terry Gilkeson being replaced. The credited writers for the film are Larry Clemens, Ralph Wright, Ken Anderson, and Vance Jerry. The film was edited by Tom Acosta and Norman Carlyle. The music is by George Bruns. The songs are by the Sherman Brothers. Although I have brothers in here. The Sherman Brothers. The Sherman Brothers. Borthers. Yeah, yeah, Borthers. Yeah, you're right. The production company is Walt Disney Productions. It was distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. The cast employed famous actors and musicians with Phil Harris playing Baloo the Bear, Sebastian Cabot, Bagheera the Panther, George Sanders as Shere Khan the Tiger, and Louis Prima as King Louis of the Apes, as well as Disney regulars such as Darlene Carr as Shanti, or the Girl, Sterling Holloway as Ka the Snake, J. Pat O'Malley as Colonel uh, Haythi the Elephant and Buzzy, and Verna Felton as the uh, the female elephant. And the director's son, Bruce Reithman, provided the voice of Mowgli. The film is narrated by Sebastian Cabot. The film has a runtime of 78 minutes, and The Jungle Book was released on October 18, 1967, to positive reception with acclaim for its soundtrack, featuring five songs by the Sherman Brothers and one by Gilkeyson, The Bare Necessities. With a budget of $4 million, or $35 million today, and a gross of $23.8 million, or $211.2 million today worldwide during its initial run, it was the most successful animated film released during its initial run. The film initially became Disney's second highest grossing animated film in the United States and Canada, the ninth highest grossing film of 1967, also successfully during its re-releases, earning over $378 million throughout its lifetime. The film was also successful throughout the world, becoming Germany's highest-grossing film by number of admissions. Disney released a live-action adaptation in 1994 and an animated sequel, The Jungle Book 2, in 2003, a live-action-slash-CGI hybrid remake directed by Jon Favreau, was released in 2016 with a sequel to that film in development. The song, The Bare Necessities, was nominated for Best Song at the 40th Academy Awards, lo- losing Talk to the Animals by, uh, from Dr. Doolittle. 
The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences President Gregory Peck lobbied extensively for this film to be nominated for Best Picture, but it was unsuccessful. It was not until 1991 when Disney's Beauty and the Beast that an animated film was nominated for Best Picture. The Jungle Book was released just 10 months after Walt's death. Some bookings were in a double feature with the film Charlie the Lonesome Cougar. The Jungle Book was re-released theatrically in North America in 1978, 1984, and 1999, and also in Europe throughout the 1970s and 80s. A reissue in the United Kingdom in 1976 generated rentals of 1.8 million. The 1978 re-release increased its North American rentals to 27.3 million, which surpassed Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, making it the highest-grossing animated film in the United States and Canada until Snow White was re-released in 1983. The film's total lifetime gross in the United States and Canada is 141 million. When adjusted for inflation, it is estimated to be equivalent to $671,224,000 in 2018, which would make it the 32nd highest grossing film in the United States and Canada. The Jungle Book is Germany's biggest film in terms of admissions, with 27.3 million tickets sold, nearly 10 million more than Titanic's 18.8 million tickets sold. It also grossed an estimated 108 million in Germany, making it the third highest grossing film in that country behind only Avatar at 137 million and Titanic 125 million. The film was the seventh most popular soundtrack of the 20th century in the UK with admissions of 19.8 million. The film is France's ninth biggest film in terms of admissions with 14.8 million tickets sold. And the film's 1993 re-release set an overseas record for reissue, grossing 67.5 million overseas during that year. The Jungle Book was released to the United States on VHS in 1991 as part of Walt Disney's Classics video line and in the United Kingdom in 1993. In the United States, the VHS release sold 7.4 million units and grossed $184,000 in 1991, making it the year's third best-selling home video release, behind only Fantasia and Home Alone. By 1994, The Jungle Book had sold 9.5 million units in the United States. Home video sales outside North America reached a record 14 million units and grossed 350 million by December of 1993. Overseas sales reached 14.8 million units by January 1994, becoming the best-selling international VHS released in overseas markets, including sales in 4.9 million units in the United Kingdom, 4.3 million in Germany, and 1.2 million in France. By August 1994, it had sold 15 million units in international overseas markets, bringing its worldwide sales to 24.5 million units by 1994. As of 2002, The Jungle Book held the record for the best-selling Home video release in the United Kingdom, ahead of Titanic, which sold 4.8 million units. It was reissued on video in 1997 as part of Walt Disney Masterpiece Collection for the film's 30th anniversary. A limited-issue DVD was released by Buena Vista Home Entertainment in 1999. The film was released once again as a two-disc platinum edition on October 2, 2007 to commem commemorate its 40th anniversary. Its release was accompanied by a limited 18-day run 
at Disney's own El Captain Theater in Los Angeles, with the opening night featuring a panel with composer Robert Sherman and voice actors Bruce Reithman, uh, Darlene Carr, and Chad Stewart. Interesting. Yeah. The Platinum DVD was put in moratorium in 2010. The film was released in a Blu-ray DVD slash digital combo pack on February 11th, 2014 as part of Disney's Diamond Edition line. The Diamond Edition release went back into the Disney Vault in January, or excuse me, on January 31st, 2017. In the United States, the DVD and Blu-ray releases sold 12 million units between 2007 and 2016 and have grossed 304 million as of August 2018. The Jungle Book was re-released on Blu-ray on February 22nd, 2022 in honor of the film's 55th anniversary. I hate that Disney celebrates weird things like the 55th anniversary. No one cares, Disney. 60th anniversary. That's a, that's a date that matters. Disney cares because it's more money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they'll do something also, for the 60th. Also, my phone might go off, so if y'all hear the uh, hello moto sign. Oh, I'll, I'll just I'll, yeah, I'll stop talking my, and delete it. At that yeah, point. I know. Okay. My phone that's fine. needed to restart because it was probably... It was saying you're talking too much, Jason? No, <laughs> that, okay. yeah, no it was just... Uh, it. It wouldn't send any texts, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't uh, know what's up with that." So restarting. Okay. But I have a Motorola. Okay. So it'll go hello, Moto. So <laughs> there, it turns on. the film, however, is not without its controversy. When the film was initially released, it received positive reviews. However, in recent years, there's been criticism of the portrayal of King Louis, who is seen as a racist caricature of African Americans. As a result, in 2019, Disney added disclaimers warning of quote-unquote outdated cultural depictions at the start of the film on Disney+. Plus. In January of 2021, Disney remo- removed access to the film for child's profiles in, on Disney+, Plus and strengthened the warning message to read, This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatments of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then, and they are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. I do love that Disney puts the, like, very forceful content warning on a lot of these movies with the, like, 11 seconds, you have to read this. Yeah, it's better than burying it and saying it never happened, or ignoring it altogether. Or just, like, because originally they just had, like, little warnings, like, before the movie. Now they have very, like specific content warnings yeah and it also like uh, we'll get into it later but let's let's dive into the plot so uh, i have here my first note that we have a warning on disney plus about offensive cultural stereotypes and then we have the title card with a book opening yeah i thought we were done with book openings too so i was pleasantly surprised yeah. to see it I, and then i was like well it makes sense this is a movie called the jungle book yeah so. and it's, ba- it's based on the actual book so uh, <laughs> yep. quote unquote around based and we have the song, The Jungle Book Overture. It's an instrumental song. There are no lyrics, just music, and it's okay way to start the film. Six out of ten, I gave it. It was okay. Five yeah. out of ten. You know, it's your usual instrumental Disney thing going on. Yeah. And we have Mowgli is found in a basket as a baby in the deep jungles of Madhya Pudashe. I actually put the pronunciation there so <laughs> I, I could see that. so I could say it correctly, but I still I think I still think I butchered it. Um, in India, by Bagheera, the Black Panther. 
He promptly takes him to an Indian wolf who has just had cubs, and she raises him along with her own cubs, and Mowgli soon becomes well acquainted with jungle life. So my first note here says that Bagheera's face at the sound of Mowgli crying. Like, he's already, he's perfectly animated, and no pun intended, and I just fell in love with him right at the start. Bagheera is great. Yeah. Best character. Agreed. Uh, also, I want to try and pronounce it now, so... Go ahead. Madhya Pradesh. That's it. That's, that's how it's said. Yeah. Yes, Madhya, Madhya Pradesh. Yeah. Ma- Madhya Pradesh. Yeah, I can barely say things in English, so I apologize for how awful... <laughs> this is why we keep me around. Yeah. No. Just to read. We, we have you for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> to uh, be the controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're the controversial. I know. Um, the, and I also wrote down that the wolf cubs are so cute, and the way that they wag their tails at Mowgli, like, the, like their dogs, like I, lo- I loved it. Ten years later, Mowgli visits the wolves and gets his face licked eagerly when he arrives. While Bagheera and the wolves are pleased with how content the boy is with jungle life, they are also aware that he may have to return to his own kind eventually, once he is able to take care of himself. The moment comes one night when the wolf pack elders gather at Council Rock, having learned that Shere Khan, a man-eating Bengal tiger, has returned to the jungle. They realize that Mowgli must leave the pack, as the tiger is notorious for his prejudice towards humans due to his fear of guns and fire, and will kill the boy and anyone who tries to protect him. And I wrote down here, why does Mowgli walk upright? Wouldn't he most likely walk on all fours? I mean, he does walk on fours in some scenes, too, which is the most confusing thing. Yeah, like, but I, I more so pictured, like, how Tarzan, like, in the yeah. Disney's Tarzan, like, he walks on his knuckles and everything, like, like how apes do. I, I would think Mowgli would... You know, also do something similar. similar. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But Bagheera steps in, offering to take the uh, to take Mowgli to a man village, where he will find refuge from the tiger, to which the council agrees. They leave that very night, but Mowgli is determined to stay in the jungle, as he, ag- as he is against the idea of abandoning the only home he has ever known for a village of strangers, and is certain that he can take care of Shere Khan. You know, I just want to say this outright right now, too, that, like, you have Bagheera and a bunch of wolves who are like, you know, he'd be safer in the village. And I'm like, you are all, like, a pack of predators and this one tiger. You might lose one or two of you, but, like, why not just get rid of the threat that you all don't like? Like, you all don't like Shere Khan. He's a big tiger. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but if they're all taking him, you don't think that, like, two of them might die, but, like, for the better of the pack, like... No, you're not wrong. Like, they could they could probably uh, kill Shere, Shere Khan, but I think... Specifically Bagheera, too. Like, yeah, uh... Bagheera's a big panther. Like, I know tigers are bigger than panthers, yeah, but, like... I think, like, six of them would probably die taking on Shere Khan, but, you know... But this continues. This is like... Well, it's it's something that they needed to do eventually anyway, and this is the motivating thing to get it done. Like, they have to take Mowgli True. back. So. But it's like a theme going on, like, and then we add Baloo, who's a bear. Yeah. And we add the elephants, who, like, surely can do something about this. Yeah. Like, we keep adding these big, big predatorial animals, and I'm like... The, the thing, I, I looked up... What um, are we not doing anything here? <laughs> there, there are two species of bear in India. Um, there are... One, uh, sloth bears, I think, are one, which are small. Obviously, not mm-hmm. what Baloo is, but Baloo does have their coloring. And then there are grizzly bears, which I guess is what B- Baloo is supposed to be. 
Um, now, I don't know if in, you know, 1967 there were more bears in India. It's possible, but that was all I could find about sloth bears, to, or uh, about bears today in India. So I don't know what, what type of bear Baloo is supposed to be. He is bigger than Shere Khan, but I don't know. I've seen tigers. Again, I'm not saying, like, they could all, but, like, they're all so concerned. And yeah. clearly all of them are afraid of Shere Khan. Like, come together. Yeah. Like, even the elephants are, like, like, I don't know. The only like, everything animals... about it just makes me, like, so, like, aggravated. Well... The, the vultures are the only animals that are down like, to, to go after Shere Khan. Yeah, the vultures are down. And they just met Mowgli, but we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a few moments. They spend the night in a large tree where they encounter Ka, a python who hypnotizes Mowgli and wraps him in his coils in order to eat him. Bagheera stops him, and he and Mowgli go to sleep. And I wrote that uh, Khan's, uh, Ka's hypnotic gaze is just... Trippy. Also, Bagheera stops him, but, like, Ka does hypnotize Bagheera for a second there, too. And you're, uh, again, I'm like, Bagheera, my guy, you are a panther. This is a python. Yeah. Do something. That's, I I do like in the uh, John Favreau version how huge Ka is. Have you ever seen that one or not? I haven't. Uh, Like, um, Scarlett Johansson voices Ka in that one, Mm. which is, like, to make it more seductive Mm. than, like, comical. But huge, huge snake, <laughs> like at least 60 feet long. Like it's a huge snake. Um, but it, it's it's interesting. The next morning, Mowgli tries to join the Indian Elephant patro- uh, Patrol led by Colonel Hathi. Bagheera finds Mowgli and they argue. And Mowgli runs away from Bagheera. And here we have the song Colonel Hathi's March. And it's sung by Colonel Hathi and the Elephants. And I wrote down, honestly, I didn't even notice it was a song at first. Uh, nothing much to it, and I give it a 4 out of 10. 5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it, but I like elephants. But also, I find it so funny how militant the elephants are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> like, but... like, I don't know what purpose is for making the elephants, like, militant, like, ah, the Great War, like, yeah. talking like that. I'm like, I don't get it, but it's funny to me. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong here, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think uh, elephants were in, like, the Indian Army at some point. Mm. Like, when... The British were occupying India. I also and assume they're trying to make like animal life as like close to human life as mm. possible because mm. you know even the monkeys are a little and like apes and stuff are all very human like human like yeah. in their how they do society and like the wolves were very human like in how they run their society so like I assume that's what they're trying to do yeah but also it was just like. I asked the militant elephant. Well, I, lo- I love when the colonel gives that one elephant a crew cut. And then later in the film, we see him again. And he still has the crew cut. Like, I was like, oh, I like that. Like I like it. But also, male elephants typically leave the herd and don't hang out. So mm. they're solitary creatures. And there were a lot of male elephants in that herd, too. I know. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. The boy soon meets up with the fun-loving bear, Baloo, who shows Mowgli the fun side of having a carefree life and promises not to take him to the man village, as Baloo believes that the villagers will ruin the boy and make a man out of him. And we have the song The Bare Necessities, sung by Baloo and Mowgli, and as I wrote down, is it the most iconic song from the film? I, I think so. And it's a fun song that even people who have never seen The Jungle Book know the chorus of, and I gave it an 8 out of 10. 9 out of 10. I okay. love The Bare Necessities. It's yeah. a good song. So happy and fun. Agreed. I love Baloo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll talk about it at the end because there's something I want to bring up about Baloo. But Mowgli now wants to stay in the jungle more than ever. 
Before long, Mowgli is caught by a gang of monkeys and taken to their leader, King Louie the Orangutan, who makes a deal with Mowgli that if he tells him the secret of making fire like a human, then he will make it so he can stay in the jungle. And we have the song, I Want to Be Like You, sung by King Louie and Baloo. And I wrote that it is the second most famous song from the movie, and I actually like it better, or I like, hmm, I actually think it has a better tempo and, a more, and is more upbeat than The Bare Necessities, but I got the criticism of it, so I give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I agree with you that, like, I think in some ways I like this song better. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm looking for, like, a snappy song, like, this is it, but the criticism kind of kills it, so 7 out of 10. Okay. So we're on the same wavelength. And this note should be later, but um, I also wrote down that I forgot the the blue part, and it actually cracked me up when he kicked in the door and was dressed like one of the monkeys. But in the in the summary here, it says, however... Since he was not raised by humans, Mowgli does not know how to, how to make fire. Bagheera and Baloo arrive at the palace, unseen, and try to plan a way to rescue Mowgli. But the catchy beat of the song distracts Baloo, and he wanders off dancing. Soon, however, he appears dressed in, a bana- in banana skins and coconut shells, posing as a female orangutan, which fools the king. But soon Baloo's disguise is revealed... And there begins a mad chase between the monkeys and Baloo and Bagheera over Mowgli. So yeah, that that part just cracked me up when he kicked in the door and was dressed. What kills me again about this is we have a giant panther, Bagheera, who could probably just walk in there, growl a bunch, take Mowgli, and leave. Yeah. But like, Bagheera is such like an upstanding citizen. Yeah. Like, he's noble. he doesn't get involved, which is also why I assume he doesn't like take care of Shere Khan himself Mm. or like plan to. Because he's so, he's like your aloof single father, like just not doing jack. It's like, Bagheera. No. You are way capable compared to everybody else around here. Like, man up. Get your son man thing, man cub out of there. He's a cat at the same time. (laughs) He's just a big cat. Um, And the king accidentally knocks down a pillar and holds up the temple the best he can until he struggles when Baloo begins to tickle him frantically under the arms. The monkeys manage to stop Baloo's tickling, but end up bouncing the king onto another pillar instead, causing the temple to, to collapse in, rumble, in a rumble. Mowgli is rescued from King Louie by Bagheera and Baloo, and Bagheera explains to Baloo that the jungle is not safe when Shere Khan is around. And I wrote down that it has been years since I last watched this movie, and I forgot how violent it is. Bagheera, Baloo, and Mowgli are constantly being smacked or hit by something. Oh yeah, I love their like matching black eyes on separate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like matching black eyes they got going on. Mm-hmm. But it is it is very violent. Like especially like that Baloo gets hit by one of the stone pillars. Yeah, and like, like on the head. the controversy like associated with like the apes and the monkeys in this film. Like mm. this is a very violent movie for kids to be watching. Like agreed. As morning arrives, Baloo explains to Mowgli that the man village is best for him. But Mowgli accuses him of breaking his promise and runs away into the deepest part of the jungle. And here we have the song Bare Necessities Reprised, uh, sung by Mowgli. Just a few lines and mostly a callback to the previous version, 5 out of 10. Yeah, I agree, 5 out of 10. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not one of those reprises that like does anything, it's just no. kind of there. Yeah. And I also wrote down that I love how offended Baloo got when Mowgli told him that he was just like just like old Bagheera, and he says, that's going too far. <laughs> like, Baloo's like, no, Bagheera's a fuddy-duddy, you know? It's a, no, I'm nothing like him. Bagheera, after Baloo explains to him 
then finds the Elephant Patrol and tells Hathi of Mowgli running away uh, with Shere Khan himself overhearing this. Hathi then organizes a special search, search mission for all of his herd. And we have the song Colonel Hathi's March reprised, and it is sung by Colonel Hathi and the Elephants, and I wrote Nothing Special, 5 out of 10. Yeah, 5 out of 10. Again, like, I feel like these early movies, the reprises don't really, like, add anything. Like, you get, like, I think, like, Mother's Nose, Best Friend Rapunzel, like, those reprises end up being, like, really good, but, like, here early on in these, like, early films don't really have that same kind of, like, smash. Agreed. And I wrote that Shere Khan has an evil look to him, and his voice actor, George Sanders, is perfect. And as soon as I heard him speak, I knew I knew him from something, and it turns out he played Mr. Freeze on the 1966 Batman TV show. Yeah, because we finally get to really see Shere Khan and, like, see how scary he is and, like... But he just has that perfect evil sort of British voice. Like, yeah, I was just like, oh, there Also, I laugh at him just, like, listening and the elephant being like, he's nowhere around here. Let's tell him our exact plan, what we're gonna do. And Shere Khan's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, that's why that's why everyone's afraid of him because everyone else is an idiot <laughs> and he's halfway smart. Later, Ka hypnotizes Mowgli into a deep and peaceful sleep and traps him in his coils again, after tricking him that Mowgli can trust him. Thanks to the intervention of Shere Khan, Mowgli escapes Ka before he can eat him. And here we have the song "Trust in Me" sung by Ka. And it's a creepy little song that does what it's supposed to. Six out of ten. I, like, always forget that song and then it was like, oh, yeah, this creepy song. Hmm. God existed. I think he gave it, like, five or six out of ten. Okay. Mowgli then encounters a group of solemn vultures who closely resemble the beetles. And they say they'll be his friend. The vultures argue and continually sidetrack Mowgli with their pointless arguments. And here we have the song, That's What Friends Are For, sung by the Vultures, Mowgli, and Shere Khan. And I wrote down that I didn't really care for this one, and I gave it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I didn't like it either. 3 out of 10. It's like the one song in the whole movie where I'm like, mmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shere Khan appears shortly after and challenges Mowgli to a fight. But Baloo rushes to the rescue. Baloo is knocked unconscious, and Mowgli ties a flaming branch onto Shere Khan's tail in order to get rid of the ruthless tiger. Baloo then wakes up, and he and Bagheera take Mowgli to the edge of the man village. But Mowgli is still hesitant to go in. His mind soon changes when a young girl from the village comes down to the riverside to fetch water. And here we have the song, My Own Home, sung by Shanti, or the girl, whatever you want to call her. And I wrote that it's funny how Mowgli changes his mind about going to the man village once he sees a pretty girl. And the song itself is fine, but nothing special. Six out of ten. Yeah, it's an okay song. Five out of ten. Also, I love Bagheera's, like, smug look the whole time. Like, Yeah. Yeah. He knows what's going on, and Baloo's like, no. No. Well, and Bagheera's said, just like... Baloo literally says to him, you want nothing to do with dames. Like, <laughs> let's go back to the jungle. Um, <laughs> Bagheera's just like, I'm gonna smugly look on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I knew what was gonna happen when yeah. I took him to the village. Yeah. And after noticing the boy, she accidentally drops her water pot, and Mowgli retrieves it for her and follows her into the man village. Realizing that the man village may not be as bad as he thought, Mowgli chooses to stay there. Baloo and Bagheera then decide to head home to the jungle, and here we have the Bare Necessities uh, final, sung by Baloo and Bagheera. And it's a fine little song to end the film, 7 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Also, I love how coquettish shanti is about like getting this strange boy into the town with her like you you're gonna follow me (laughs) 
Ma'am, you don't even know where he, where he came from. Like, exactly. who is this boy that just dropped into the water? Just wearing a diaper. <laughs> right? like That's, you know. Anyway, um, I'm going to go into my overall score then, unless you... Go okay. right ahead. And as I said before, it has been many years since I last watched this movie. As a child, I always thought that it was a mid-level Disney movie. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really enjoy it either, and I feel the same way now. I found some parts of it to be entertaining and humorous, and the animation looked great, but I also found myself bored during many parts of the movie. I also found the plot to be lackluster. I believe that the death of Walt Disney and the good animation got this film the praise that it received when it was released. I also think that the two songs that people remember the movie from are the only two songs that are any good. And if I'm being honest, I think Baloo should have died at the end of the film. Nothing against him, but if Mowgli is supposed to be on a hero's journey, isn't one of the steps to lose a mentor. Although, I suppose then we wouldn't have gotten Tailspin if that was the case. <laughs> so, I'm giving The Jungle Book a 4 out of 10. And, and, you know, I thought it was a mid-level Disney, but lower mid-level Disney movie. See, I remember, like, really being, like, kind of scared of Shere Khan and, like, Ka as a kid. And I, like, re-watching it, I'm just like, is this... Like I spent, like I said, I spent most of the film being like, okay, Bagheera, just like take it on, do the work. Like, yeah, kid's got a panther following him around, and like somehow still isn't safe. Yeah, I don't know. Like all the animals could definitely be much more involved. I think for like everyone being like, oh, we can take it, and then like I said, the vultures are the only ones that are like, let's go. Yeah, like the vultures who we met like two seconds before then. Yeah. Uh, Bagheera's nowhere in the final fight. Like, Baloo no, shows up. like, where is Bagheera? Yeah. I guess he went off with the elephants in the wrong direction or something. And then, if you're yeah. right, like, Mowgli's supposed to be on a hero's journey, but, like, in some ways, it's not really Mowgli's story, necessarily. It's more so the story of, like, Baloo and Bagheera, and, like, maybe so more so Baloo, like, learning to, like, let go of this kid that he's, like, known for, like, half hmm. a day. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have a numerical score you wanted to give? Yeah, it? five out of ten. Okay. I also did want to mention before we close, uh, I didn't put this in my notes, but there was an alternate ending I watched on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I didn't uh, watch that. It's just a storyboard animation. It's not like fully animated or anything. But it was called Mowgli and the Hunter. And basically what happens is when they arrive at the village, um, I think actually maybe, maybe this was the original idea because Baloo's not there. Bagheera takes Mowgli to the village. And this hunter comes out and shoots at Bagheera. And then Mowgli rushes into the village. Obviously, he can't communicate, but he's, like, trying to get the hunter to stop. And the hunter's like, this little boy, you know, he turned in, he turned from a panther into a little boy. Like, he's a demon and blah, blah, blah. Like, we have to, we have to kill. And everyone, everyone else in the village is like, no. And these two people that stopped the hunter are turn out to be Mowgli's parents. Mm-hmm. And they lost him in a flood years ago. And after a while passes, Mowgli realizes that the hunter is full of bs because he's he says that he killed shere khan the tiger which mowgli's like no i just met shere khan like a couple weeks ago like he's still alive and mowgli um goes back into the jungle to take the hunter to where king louis uh castle whatever you want to say was because there was all this gold there that the hunter was interested in and then they get attacked by shere khan shere khan kills the hunter and mowgli shoots shere khan and kills him and then Baloo and Bagheera show up and, or no, I'm sorry, just Bagheera shows up and he's like, oh, you killed Shere Khan. All right, well, let's go back to the village. And then that's the end of the movie. Like, like I was like, yeah, this is a much better ending that they went with. Well, the, I imagine that because I've definitely heard that story before. So I think that's actually closer to like the, the original. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes I've sense. I've also like, I'm trying to remember too. So 
I've never read the Jungle Book, but I've read the Graveyard Book, which is supposed to be a retelling mm. of the Jungle Book with the setting of a graveyard. Mm. And it's very much like the kind of similar thing with like the parents still being alive, if I remember, if I remember correctly. And which makes sense because like we don't get like you know unlike other Disney movies, we don't really get an explanation of like why there's no parents, like what's yeah. going on here, like is this his village, like how far is this village, like none of that's really explained. No, agreed. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I I do think though, in the, I, I I think it would have been. I don't know if it would have been better, but uh, Baloo should have died fighting Shere Khan. Um, or, like, Bagheera should have died, and, yeah. like, Baloo should have... Matured. Matured from Bagheera dying, and then... Well, yeah, because then I think that... Because, like, what am, what am I explaining about the whole time? That, like, Bagheera is capable of yeah. doing what needs to be done. Like, what if it doesn't end with Mowgli doing the fire thing, and it ends with, like, Bagheera finally taking that step and, like defeating Shere Khan but also dying in that instance yeah. and then you have Baloo being like oh man I gotta step in and take the kid home and like yeah. mature and understand and then, that like he needs to go to the village right and then Baloo becoming the Bagheera yes like the new Bagheera of like the jungle like he overlooks everyone and makes sure everything's yes. yeah like I think that's much more gives it a good round, like, it rounds out Bagheera's character, it rounds out Baloo's character, because, like I said, I think at the end of the day, it's more so about Bagheera and Baloo than it is about Mowgli. Mowgli's kind of, like, the thing that they're working with, but it's mm. not really Mowgli's story. Mowgli is Princess Leia. Yeah. Uh, Bagheera is Obi-Wan, and uh, Baloo is Han Solo, or right? something. Yeah, like, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something along those lines. But, yeah, uh, like, Obviously, it's different from the novel. I've never read the original novel. Like And, like, and like I guess, you know, you also have to account for, like, there's a Jungle Book 2, and, mm -hmm. like, it does kind of start off where this ends, pretty much. So, like... I don't think I've ever seen that yet. I have not, but I know of it. Well, someday, maybe five years from now or so, we'll get into the, the Disney sequel movies. Well, the Disney sequels are on my list. They're on our, like, list that I have. Yeah. I, I have written an, it in. I have an idea about... How we should cover stuff that I'm not going to clue the audience in on because I want it to be special reveals for them. Okay. But I'll, I'll talk to you about about it off camera. But that's a little tease for you, audience. Unless you feel like if we get an overwhelming amount of emails or something that say, watch Jungle Book 2 I right mean, now. To be fair, if you guys ever want us to cover anything, yeah. like, let us know. know. This has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media account, Once Again Pod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.